We're talking about miracles, as Brittany said a moment ago. If you've been with us for the, the Sundays here in, uh, uh, in the month of uh, uh, January, we're just kicking off the year, believing God for miracles. I want to encourage you, if you've never seen a miracle, never had a miracle work in your life, never been part of a miracle, never had anything flow through your life towards somebody else, how about during this series, you just say, I'm just going to start believing that. I, I, I'm going to believe that something new can happen in me, that God can do something in me, through me, helping, you know, for my own situation, my own family, my own mind, my own body, my own finances, my own marriage, my own kids, but also that God can do something through me to be a blessing to somebody else. Come on, some in the rooms, come on, anybody agree with that, amen, online? Yeah. So, so you, you know, somebody said this years ago when I was just a young guy coming to the things of God, uh, a preacher said this, you, you're never going to get what you never hear, meaning if it's never preached, your faith isn't going to rise in your life to believe for that. And so we're, we're preaching on miracles really for a, a, a couple of reasons. Number one, because it's scriptural, but number two, so that faith will rise in our hearts so that whenever we're faced with something that just looks impossible, the first thing that comes to our heart and mind is that's what it looks impossible. It, it can be possible. It, it, it looks it looks like it's been this way for a long time or or maybe just something recently came up. The first thing we should say is, all things are possible with God. All things are possible to him that believes. Come on, everybody. We, we, we don't lean on the dark side. We don't, come on, we don't give in to Darth Vader, if y'all Star Wars fans. We, 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 come on, we're over here on the light. We're, we're in the lightsaber family. Come on, everybody. Uh, I'm going to read you a scripture this morning that we have read before, and it's the scripture that most of us pastors, etc., we read in, in the first of January, and, and it's just kind of like a, a pastoral thing. Uh, uh, forgive me for saying that, uh, but sometimes we get in ruts as pastors. Uh, but, but one of the things that I've found about the Word of God, if we're not careful, again, I've said this before, but we'll read scripture and we'll say, we'll say, I, I know that. Or we'll say, I've heard that. And what I don't want this morning is, is the, the big word I've been saying for the last six months to all of us is, is the disconnect. The disconnect from what we read in the scripture to what we are experiencing in our own lives. I know we're all growing. I know we all have new places to go. I know God's set, you know, changing the scenery in our lives, so to speak. I know things that, that, that if we're not careful, we'll get settled in and we will just stay stagnant in our walk with Christ when we read signs, wonders, and miracles, new things happening, God making, God changing all kinds of people's lives, and we'll read it, and we'll kind of nod our head going, I see it, but now in our own lives, we go, I'm not seeing it for myself. I want you to take that next step to say, I am going to see this in my life. Come on, everybody. I am going to see this in my life. Let's believe that. Let's believe that. So here is the scripture, Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18 and 19. Isaiah is prophesying to the nation, and he says this, Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, come on, say it out loud. I will, come on, say it like, come on, say it like you mean it. I will do a new thing. Now it'll spring forth, right Right now, right now it's springing forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Come on, a road in the wilderness, a, a, a way to get you for, in the wilderness of life, from where you're at to where God wants you to go. And, and he said, I'm, I'm going to give you a river in the desert. I'm going to give you refreshing in the time of desert, Mojave Desert out here. It should kill you. It should wipe you out. You're there for 48 hours with no water. It's dead. I, God says, I got you in your wilderness. I'm going to make a river for you. Let's believe God. Let's trust God that what looks impossible all of a sudden becomes possible. I, I will do a new thing, it says. I, I'm, I'm going to do a new thing. I'm going to do something new. I don't know how long we put up with old stuff. Just it's old. It's archaic. It's, it's the way it's always been. Let's believe God right now. Again, faith rising in our heart. You're going to do something new, Lord God. Come on. You're going to do something new. 
whether it's in a job or a marriage or with your kids and addiction or whatever it is, if it's healing your body, the doctors say it's impossible, this has been going on. No, I'm, I'm going to believe God. You do a new thing. Man, what if, as I was thinking about this weeks ago, what if just the new thing God does is just allow a stirring in you to believe it could be a new thing. Uh, but before you see it, just a stirring in some people to just sway from the negative, to, to, to sway from it can't happen, to just believe that, well, that is possible. That, that would be huge for a lot of people. Um, maybe in you, maybe in me, all of us online as well, maybe the new thing is just God enlarging our capacity. Let's face it, there are some new things that maybe you've been a part of, that I've been a part of, that God's done something, but, but it's been contained. I haven't seen increase in that. If that makes sense. Uh, like, for instance, I've seen God maybe uh, uh, heal me of a headache, but I've never seen God work in me and remove a tumor in somebody's life. That, that would be amazing. That would be a miracle. That would be a new thing. That would be something that you've seen a portion of God's goodness and healing. And then now God's expanding you to believe and using you, like we talked about several weeks ago, with gifts of the Spirit, a gift of faith, or working the miracles, flowing through you to be a blessing to somebody else. That would be something new, wouldn't it? You've experienced something up until a point, but never it, ne never it being increased. Uh, we'll talk about it in a couple of weeks, maybe next week just about financial miracles maybe you've seen God work work away in your life and take care of your needs well what about if God took care of your needs but then also expanded you financially so you could take care of somebody else's needs wouldn't that be amazing come on everybody wouldn't that be amazing God's you know it's it's like you said tell to God hey God I got my house payment but I got somebody blessed me with an extra two thousand dollars and that person's struggling I'm gonna pay their mortgage this month that would be a new thing you say that's impossible don't tell me what's possible and not possible I've seen stories of people paying off other people's houses. I've had stories and seen, even in my own life, giving away cars. Don't tell me what's not possible. I've already drunk the Kool-Aid. Come on, everybody. What I want to look at this morning about miracles specifically for the next, you know, 35 minutes or so is God accelerating things. The miracle of God accelerating things, or maybe in an instance or two, God decelerating things. God accelerating things, or God decelerating things. What would happen if this year, if the miracle might be that God just sped something up, or that God stopped and reversed something? We read a scripture over in the book of Romans, and it says this, that where sin abounds, it's abounding. It's dark out there, y'all. It's abounding. It's everywhere. But where sin abounds, grace does much more abound. So, so, so there's, there's an abounding. There's an increase. There's a, there's a, a clawing of darkness in our generation, you know, my life anyway, that I've never seen before. It just seems like it's sped up. In the last decades, couple decades at least, well, well, sin is abounding. But God says, don't put your eyes just on the darkness abounding or the sin abounding. In the middle of it all, my grace, my ability, my strength, my power is going to abound anymore. So, so, so we've got to be careful that we don't look at things and say, that's the way it's always going to be. No, I believe that God's grace and his power for the people who believe you are going to see in this season an acceleration of the goodness and the grace and the power and the deliverance and the miracles of God like never before. Come on, let's clap if we're going to clap this morning. Yeah, God 
accelerating things. Here's a scripture we've talked about, I think, months ago. Amos chapter 9, verse 13. We prayed the scripture. Here's a scripture that I pray regularly. I found myself praying this in my heart regularly, and just you know, mouthing these words uh, over our church and over our region. Here's what it says. Amos is prophesying this. Behold, check it out now, the days are coming. He says these days are coming. Now, Prophecy in the Old Testament many times has a twofold application. It has an application, number one, of what's going on right now with the nation of Israel as Amos is prophesying this in Judah and what was going on with the people, what was going on uh, with, with culture, what was going on with alien kings coming in and, and doing all kind of havoc with the nation. But a lot of times it's a double-edged sword, if you will. One side, of the, one, one side of the blade is for the nation of Israel. The other side is for the people of God. Not every prophet prophecy, but I believe this is one that's for us as well. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when the plowman will overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes, him that sows the seed. What he's saying here is that there is coming a day that you are going to see an acceleration of what is supposed to take a long time to accomplish. It's going to be continual. It's going to be the, the plowman, the person who's actually sowing the seed is going to overtake the person that's plowing in the field. And the person, when the harvest comes in and they're stomping on the grapes, they're treading the grapes, they're already going to catch up to the person sowing the field again. It's going to be a perpetual, continual, accelerated harvest for people. Listen to me. I believe for the people of God who believe. Let's believe, everybody. What's taken a long time is taking a short time. If there are things that need to be sped up, let's believe God that you're just speeding things up. We'll talk about scriptures that talk about this. I believe we are in a season of spiritual acceleration. COVID locked us down. Shut us down. Stop stuff. We know naturally supply chain stuff shut down. Things moving, shut down. Uh, people getting help, shut down. I believe God is saying to the people of God that will believe, which you and I are, I'm getting ready to accelerate things. John 2, y'all remember it. Jesus turned the water into wine. Remember that miracle? He turns the water into wine. Uh, uh, for the record, I'm not a wine drinker. I don't think I've ever drank wine in my life, just personally. I'm not against it. I'm just telling you I haven't. I don't know anything about wine besides what I read, what I read. And Jesus turning the water into wine, we know, the scripture says, it was his first miracle that he did. Isn't it amazing? The first miracle Jesus did wasn't a blind eye open, wasn't a healing of a leper, wasn't a dead person being raised. He just turned some water into wine. It wasn't even a need. It was a want. A miracle because Mama Jesus' Mama, Jesus, Mama Mary came to Jesus and said, they ran out of wine. And, and Jesus tells her, hey, my time hasn't come yet. In other words, this isn't, the, you know, maybe you could read it this way. Uh, you're, you're, you're pushing me into this miracle. And, and she just then goes to the other guys that are at the, you know, at the, you know, taking care of all the food and the preparation. Hey, whatever he tells you to do, just go ahead and do it. And so Jesus then comes on and says, get six, you know, water, water pots. They say they're between 30 and 40 gallons. Fill them full of water and then bring it to the master of the ceremony. So we talked about this a couple weeks ago that a lot of times miracles demand your participation. And so Jesus didn't get the pots. Jesus didn't fill them full of waters. But Jesus told them what to do in obedience to the word. And all of a sudden there was a miracle. Now, again, I don't know anything about wine just by what I've read. But the process, they say, of wine is a lengthy process. Of course, the seeds got to be sown in the ground. The vines got to grow. The grapes then grow. And when the grapes get mature, they, they, they pick the grapes, and then they, they start the whole process. Uh, they say the process from the time you plant the seed till you can even get a, 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 an okay harvest is about four years about four years. Now, now, if you want to get better wine, they say, it's going to take you about seven years. And, and uh, what I read is that if you want to get like the best wine, the, like, like great wine, it's 20 to 30 year process. Jesus 
accelerated the process. What would normally take 20 or 30 years, Jesus changed right now. Come on, Jesus changed right now. Come, come on, everybody, he changed it right now. And beyond all that, come on, let's be real, beyond all that, it wasn't even bad wine to begin with. It was water. It was water that miraculously was changed not into okay wine, not into average wine, not into pretty good wine. The, 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 the master of ceremony said, you saved the best wine to last. This, generally what we do at parties, y'all, he says, is we give, the, we, we give the good stuff at the first, then everybody gets a little bit, ooh, you know, a little bit. Then we bring out the bad stuff because nobody cares. Y'all are just flipping the script. Y'all got the best stuff to like. Listen to me. I believe that God is accelerating his word, his spirit, his people in this day. And the best, which is us, is being left for the last. Come on, everybody. Let's believe God that God's doing something in us and through us. And it doesn't make a difference if there's a million people or 10 people. God is going to work his work in the body of Christ. And we are part of the body of Christ. Can somebody shout amen and amen and amen. Acceleration. Years ago, the folks that were leaving the East Colonies, we know, and, and started coming west uh, made, you know, made that trick, trek across the West. Uh, how they got from East to West back in the day was either walking or by horseback. Uh, then, uh, of course, the Industrial Revolution happened and Rockefeller and Carnegie, and they started finding out and figuring out how to transport things better. Same distance, but faster, called trains. Trains, transporting people, transporting goods from east to west. Uh, but then, oh, through the course of the years, Henry Ford developed this thing called the Model T. And, and then, you know, generations and generations and decades and over 100 years now, uh, the technology, uh, you don't have to just take a horse. You don't have to just walk or take a horse. That would take months and months and months to go from east to west or a train that would take days and many, many hours from east to west. Now we have cars and the cars can go from east to west a whole lot faster than a train can the, 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 for that length of time. And then now the same distance from east to west, no longer walking, no longer a horse, no longer a train, no longer a car. Airplanes can get you from east to west. Yesterday, I was stuck in airplane, too long a story to talk about, flying back here, seeing my mom. But I flew from Charlotte, North Carolina, to San Diego in five hours and 15 minutes. I flew almost the entire length across the country in five hours and 15 minutes. Same distance, but accelerated. Could God be doing something in us and through us right now that is accelerated? I say, I'm believing God for that. Come on, I'm be anybody believing God? I'm believing God for that. I believe that we are coming in what I'm calling a time of like a spiritual greenhouse. Just work with me with this analogy. When we were in Canada... Cold, cold Canada. I was in Tennessee this past week. It got down to 18 degrees. That's cold. In Canada, we had cold, cold. We had minus 20, frigid. My neighbor, Jim Buckingham, right behind us, he was an engineer at the plant. And if y'all know engineers, engineers tinker, engineers build. They just do things. They think differently. Well, Jim built an, a greenhouse in his backyard. Not very big, maybe 12 by 8, something like that, maybe 10 by 8. But Jim would put the, you know, it was all glassed in, and he would sometimes have plastic in there if it got too cold. But he had electricity in there. He had extra light in there. He had uh, uh, the, the, all, the, he, he all his topsoil in there. And during the winter, when it's minus 20 outside, inside the greenhouse, he is growing his plants and vegetables that he will plant in the spring. 
what was going on in the greenhouse was protected from what was going on outside the greenhouse. I believe God right now is bringing the body of Christ into a controlled environment to whoever wills where the word of God, the spirit of God, the life of God, the power of God, the goodness of God, the glory of God, the miracles of God are working continually. Listen to me continually. We have a picture of this in the Old Testament. When the nation of Israel was going through the wilderness, the Bible says that it was dark in Egypt, but it was light in Israel. When Pharaoh was chasing them, the Bible says that God caused the nation of Israel to have a cloud by day and fire by night. It was a portable, movable greenhouse. God protected them. In this greenhouse environment, God fed them manna. God fed them quail. God gave them water out of a rock that was impossible. It was miraculous. And it happened. I believe in the name of Jesus that God is going to do signs and wonders and miracles that astound us, astound the world. And we're just going to say, we're just living under the goodness of God. Come on, everybody. We're just living in the greenhouse of God. We're living in the word of God working in our lives. Listen to me. Let your faith rise up and believe this. Regardless of what's happened, the Bible says that their shoes didn't wear out. Come on, no feeble among them while they're coming in the desert. Why? God was protecting them in and with his spiritual greenhouse. Come on, somebody say amen. Joel chapter 2. I know I'm reading some Old Testament scriptures here. Again, stirring us up in this. Joel chapter 2, verse 23. If you haven't read the book of Joel, why don't you read it uh, maybe this week? Phenomenal prophecy, prophetic word about what God did and what God is doing, I believe, right now. Joel chapter 2, verse 23. Look what it says. Be glad then, you children of Zion. So that's just saying, get happy, get cheered up. And rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the former reign faithfully. And he will cause the rain to come down for you. Check it out. The former rain and the latter rain in the first month. Now, if you know something about the history, what this is talking about in the culture of the day, in the nation of Israel, they would have spring rains that would come and soften the soil so the seed could be uh, produced softly. And it would take root and it'd start, it'd start growing quickly. The heat would come up and it would just start going down and start shooting up. Then there was rain that would come in the fall, right before harvest, that would just give that seed, give that produce, that extra in increase so that their, their, their harvest would be rich. And God says, I'm going to cause the rain to come down for you, the rain to come down. He tells us the rain, the former rain has come down faithfully. I'm going to cause the rain to come down for you, the former rain and the latter rain, the first rain and the next rain in the first month. I'm going to speed it up. I'm going to accelerate it. What was generally a spring thing than a fall thing, I'm going to flip the script. I'm going to do it quick. I'm going to accelerate it. Listen, I don't care how long you've been dealing with what you've been doing. I want you to believe, God, it is over. God's going to change this thing. It's accelerating. Things are going to happen quickly. My healing's quicker. Come on, the kid's getting off drugs quicker. Come on, everybody. A turnaround's going to happen for my marriage. A turnaround's going to happen in my body, in my mind, whatever it is. Come on, can we say amen and amen? The rain, the rain speaks, the coming of the rain, really just speaks of the work and the activity of the Holy Spirit in the earth. That's what it's talking about. The work and the activity of the Holy Spirit in the earth. And the rain, I mean, the, the scripture tells us in the book of Hosea that Jesus, is speaking of God, Jesus says, I'm going to come to them like the rain. So the rain is synonymous with God. The rain is synonymous with Jesus coming. The rain is synonymous with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's activity in the earth. And he says, I'm, what has been before, I've given you the former rain faithfully. I was faithful to you before. And we could all say amen and amen. But God says, I'm not done with that. I'm not done with that. I'm going to change it. I'm going to do something better than that. I'm going to give you the former and I'm going to give you the latter right now in this first month. So don't settle. No matter how good it's been, if, if, if you're on an upward trajectory, don't settle for being up, up, upward and, and moving forward. Let's settle for exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond all we can ask or think according to the power in us. Come on, everybody. Come on. Wow. The prophet 
Zechariah says this, ask for the Lord rain in the time of the latter rain. And he'll give you showers of rain, grass in every man's field. Listen to me, grass, symbolic of the word of God in every man's field. It just says ask, ask me, and I'm going to do something that maybe hasn't happened because you haven't asked. And we know the scripture. We've talked about it before. You have to ask in faith, believing, expecting that when I say the amen, you heard me. And now it is on you, per se. You are the performer. You are the promiser, Lord God. I am the believer. My stance is now what we did this morning. I'm just going to rejoice in you. I'm going to wait on you. I'm going to expect you every single day that you're, you're, you're watching over your word to perform it. Come on, everybody. That's what Jeremiah said. God's doing it. He's watching over his word, just getting ready to perform it. I love this translation in the Message Bible. Check it out. The same verse that we read just a moment ago in the Message Translation. He says this. Yes, indeed, it won't be long now, God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast, your head's going to swim. <laughs> One thing fast on the heels of the other that you won't be able to keep up. Check this out. Everything will be happening at once. How many of y'all get an amen for that? Everything happening at once. And everywhere you look, blessings. N not just God doing this. No, God doing this and that and this and that and doing that and doing that. God just doing it all. Listen to me. I believe in the name of Jesus, God is trying to lift us up to see and expect something we haven't up until now. And it's to whoever wills. It doesn't make a difference how long you've been serving God or how long you've not been serving God. If you're hearing the word of God and faith is rising in your heart, come on, let an amen come to you concerning this word that everything is going to happen at once in my life. I trust you, Lord God. Come on, you gave the former rain, you got the latter rain. Something's happening right now in the month of January. Wow, 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 wow. Man, what, what, what if, I was, I was thinking about this when I was in Tennessee this past week. What, what if we're supposed to be living in outpouring all the time? What, what if we're just supposed to, like, like, like we see stuff in the Old Testament where there was just like in the New Testament, in the book of Acts, it just seems like a, a continual flow of the Holy Spirit. Not, not, not just like a little salt you know, shaker. You know, here's a little salt, and we see God, and then we don't hear from God for five years. What would, what would it be like if we were in this rain, this move, this time of God, and it just, everything just keeps changing and happening? And the plowman's overtaking the reaper and the treader grapes him to sow seed. And God's just doing this and he's doing that. And he's doing this and he's doing that. And, and, he's, and he's doing some over here. And, and he's just, and, and then I, I, I got, my, I got my, my cup so full, you know, like, like Psalms 23 says, my cup's just running over. And I want to be a blessing. I, I want to I use my faith, not just for me. I want to use my faith for you. Just, just perpetual blessing. Continual. I, I, I believe this. I believe this is what we're supposed to be living in. Let, let's not dumb down. Let's not numb down the season we're in. Come on, shut off the news if you got to shut off the news. It's Listen, every time I turn on my news on, online, it's basically the same thing. Everybody's hating on him. Everybody's hating on her. Everybody's mad at him. Everybody's mad at her. Corona's still there. Omicron's there. Somebody's ticked at China. Somebody's not liking Elon Musk. Come on, somebody. It's the same thing every day. Let's believe God. God's going to do something new right now in the middle of a crazy time. Come on. Come on. The 49ers beat the Green Bay Packers. That's like Jesus. Come on. I know. I don't know. No. I think they got their number. I think they got their number, huh? I think they do. <laughs> Come on, check, check, check us out. We, we, we read, let's read a different scripture here. Uh, Isaiah 43:18. Isaiah 40, 43:18. Forget about what's happened. Come on, if you're from New York, forget about it. That didn't go over big. I knew it wouldn't. I had to try it. Forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. Anybody you want to talk to, maybe the person you want to talk to is you. Would you stop looking and continuing considering what happened? Would you quit going through life about what didn't happen for you? 
and what should have happened for you. I asked my mom this the other yesterday, day before, uh, on Friday. I said, Mom, hey, you know, my mom's eight, almost, well, she's 87 and a half. And, and I said, you know, Mom, you know, hey, uh, I've been knowing you my whole life. <laughs> I said, I said, you know, I'm, I'm you know, almost 62, you know, you're almost 88. Is there anything you'd tell me, you know, that, you know, as you look back at your life, that, you, that, that, that you'd say, hey, Gary, I wish I would have done this, or I wish I would have changed that. And she stopped, and she kind of went, no. She said, I don't live in the past. I don't live in the past. And I kind of went, hmm. Hmm. I think that's a pretty good way to live, huh? Let's, let, 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 let's, let's quit going over old things and old history. Let, let's, let's quit doing a mental check of your financial well-being. Let's quit doing a mental check of, of what the doctors told you, of what's running in your family because you did the DNA test and sent it to the Mormon tabernacle or whatever you did. Let's, let's, let's stop all that. Some of y'all did that, I can tell. Okay, here we go. <laughs> So he says, don't keep going over old history. Be alert right now. Be present. God's doing something right now. Right now. I'm about to do something brand new. Brand new. Brand new. Brand new. I'm expecting brand new. Come on. Wow. What if, another question I've got for us, I was thinking this past week. What if we are the people that are supposed to fulfill these end time prophecies? What if we are? And again, the disconnect that we read in the Bible, I think that we read that like, you know, Paul or Peter or, or John, or if you go Old Testament, Daniel, the, the three Hebrews or, or David, I think that we read that and we, and we think and believe that they never had any kind of challenges in the sense of mentally had to get over anything or, or any difficulty. And you read it, if you'll slow read the Bible, you'll see they had family trouble, they had economic trouble, they had people trying to take their king trouble, you know, the, the, the kingdom away from them. Everybody in this earth is going to have some suffering and deal with trouble. The key is, listen to me, God has called us, as Brittany said a moment ago, to San Diego, to Chula Vista for such a time as this. So his spirit's alive, his word's alive. Come on, he's going to work in us and he's going to do a new thing. Come on, somebody say amen. I believe it. He's going to do a new thing. That here we are, that we're supposed to, I believe, fulfill these end time prophecies or be a part. Whether Jesus comes back in our lifetime or not, uh, that's really not the focus of my life. I'm going to live and I'm going to occupy, like Jesus said, till he comes. Uh, I, I pray he comes. Come, Lord Maranatha. Come on, come, Lord, soon. You know, but if you're not coming, he's going to give us great grace to deal with every single thing we come through, whatever variant that comes, who's ever in government or not, whatever happens in California, if it, if it gets cut off by, by an earthquake and floats off to sea, we'll just be an island like Hawaii. Come on, somebody. Come on, maybe you're, maybe you're, maybe you're over here in, in, in Santee and, and you're going to have some, come on, you're going to have some oceanfront real estate. I don't know. Your home price just went up. Let's believe God. I don't know. Don't believe God for that. But I'm just saying, that's being a place of believing God. I, I read Kimberly this scripture this past week because I was reading it. And, and just like I've told you, when you read the word, all of a sudden it just comes alive to you. We've been talking about miracles and we're talking about one of the things that we need to do is, is be people of faith and believe that it's possible. Just believe that it's possible. And, and the scripture is so beautiful because it tells us about people that are just like us that faced impossible situations. And it tells us what they did. That's what's beautiful when you read the Word of God. Here's a phenomenal scripture that the writer of Hebrews writes about Abraham and Sarah from the book of Genesis, and he tells us what was going on in their world. If you don't remember that, God comes to Abraham, who is childless, and he's of age, 75 years old, and his body's shut down that he can't produce a kid. And God tells him, you're going to be the father of a multitude. And, and, he, and he tells him, How's, how, how can this be? You know, I, I'm all done, and, and, and my wife's done. Sarah's done. And God just tells him, 
you believe God. And the Bible says he believed God and it was accounted to him for right standing with God. I'm going to believe you. I'm going to try. And the Bible tells us it was a 25 year process. Wow. 25 years. That's a long time to be believing God. But he, he hooked his faith up and he believed God. And the outcome was that they actually had a son, the son of promise called Isaac. Now they tried to do it their own way. When he was 11 years older from 75, when he was 86, he and mama got together and they tried to do it. They, 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 they tried to do it their own way and mama couldn't have, the, have a son. And so mama gave her husband, Isaac, the handmaid. And she had a son that then they were supposedly going to raise that would be the son of promise. God says, that's not what I said, and that's not the way it's going to be. They did produce a son, but the son caused trouble. And anytime we don't trust God and do it God's way, how many of y'all know there's going to be some trouble? But God, in his grace and in his mercy, Work the thing out because God knows the end from the beginning. He knows if we're going to obey or not obey. And listen to me, let's just trust God. If you're in a place right now that you just realize I'm not obeying God, listen, today you can make a switch. You can repent and change your mind real quick, and God will get working for you again. Amen. Come on, amen, everybody. Amen. So here's what it says with Sarah, this woman who couldn't have a child. In Hebrews 11, 11, check it out. Sarah's faith, there's an operative word. You want to see a miracle in your life? Let's stir up faith. Sarah's faith embraced God's miracle power to conceive even though she was barren. She had a couple strikes against her. She was barren and she was past the age of childbearing. The womb was shut down. It was impossible medically. What the doctors said, what the body said, what biology says, it's impossible. But it's not impossible with God. And if God gave you the dream, if God gave you the word, listen to me, grab hold of it with your faith. She was past the age of childbearing. For the authority, read these words in the Passion, the authority of her faith rested, peaceful, rested in the one who made the promise. And she tapped into his faithfulness. Wow. It's going to tap into God's faithfulness. Plowman overtaking the reaper. Treader of grapes in the sow seed. Looks impossible. Don't know how this thing's going to turn around. It's been so long. It's been, it's been 25 years. It's, it's been a long time. But I'm going to judge you faithful. I'm going to receive. One translation says she received strength to even conceive the seed. Listen to me. I prophesy over your life today that you receive strength in your spirit to even conceive even believe, conceive that God can do something in you and reverse what's going on and change what's happening and speed up what's been decelerated or decel what's been sped up. Come on, renegade cancer cells, they slow down, they die down, they desist, they quit moving in your body. Things and growths that just keep seeming like they're getting bigger. No, 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 no. Things start getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller until they go away. Let's believe God. Second Peter, what a great, a great bunch of scriptures here in verse 3 or chapter 3. Peter writes and he says this, Beloved, I now write to you a second epistle in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of reminder. I'm going to remind you what I've already told you about. I'm going to stir up your mind. I'm stirring up your mind today. I'm going to be stirring up your mind for a couple of weeks about miracles. That you may be mindful of the words. You need to be mindful of the words of Scripture. Which were spoken before the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles of our Lord and Savior. Verse 3, knowing this, that scoffers are going to come in the last days, walking according to their own lusts, and saying, where's the promise of his coming? For since the fathers slept, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. It's always been this way. Noah was preaching and people were scoffing. People talking about the coming of the Lord, people scoff. 
people poo-pooing it. Oh, you talk about miracles? Pfft, that's antiquated. The Bible? It's just, it's just a book that man made up. It's a myth. It's a fairy tale. Miracles can't happen today. Peter calls those people scoffers. And you better not listen to somebody who doesn't listen to the word of God. Your faith will have no substance. Your faith will not be miraculous. Your faith will be defeated. And you will not consistently see an eternal and growing flow of the things of the Spirit of God. Peter goes on to say in verse 8, it's a great scripture, but beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord, come on, one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. Listen to me. Acceleration and deceleration. One day as a thousand years. Things that need to get one day but need to get extended as a thousand years. Extended or decelerated or slowed down, but also a thousand years as one day. Things that need to get accelerated, things that need to move faster in our lives. Story, we'll read it in a couple weeks in more detail. In 2 Kings chapter 7, about these four lepers that were outside this gate of the city. The city was completely besieged by the enemy. What they did, if you read the scriptures, and we know from history, alien armies would come around a, a fortress or a kingdom, a city that was walled. And they wouldn't, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't waste men killing the men by trying to attack the city. They would besiege the city. They would cut off the city from any supplies coming in, any people leaving. No commerce coming in, so they would starve out the city. That's the picture in 2 Kings chapter 7. The people in the city are starving. They're eating dove's dung, bidding on it. They're eating horses' heads. There are people that are actually, in another, another, another situation, they actually came to cannibalism, eating babies. That's how bad it was. Second Kings tells us a story. There were four lepers sitting outside the city gate. They couldn't go in because there's famine. The enemy is out there in the desert hills. And they came to the conclusion one day, y'all remember this, some of you, and they said, why sit we here till we die? In other words, let's believe God that God will do a new thing. Let's believe that something now will spring forth. Shall you not know it? I'll make a way in the wilderness. I'll make a river in the desert. And the Bible says they got up four leprous people. Maybe an ear missing. Maybe some fingers missing. Y'all seen it. Part of a nose missing. Covered in shame. Covered in, in scars. Start moving towards their enemy. And as they move towards the enemy, the Bible says... God saw their movement and God made a sound to be heard in the enemy camp. Something miraculous happened when they moved. Your miracle, listen to me, needs your movement. Man, there was instant turnaround. When they got up, God started moving. They heard horses and chariots and heard men coming towards them and they left all of their supplies and they ran for their lives these four lepers come and look around and can't believe their good fortune would to God in the days ahead we come into the things of God in a new way in all kinds of ways and just look around and go how fortunate and how good it's been just to serve God come on everybody come on Come on, just a couple more seconds. John 6 tells a story about Jesus coming on the water, walking on the water towards his disciples in the boat. Read it. It says, he walks towards them and they then welcomed him into the boat on the Sea of Galilee. And when they, he got into the boat, the Bible says, immediately they were on the land. 
The Sea of Galilee is about eight miles wide. The Bible says that they were out so many furlongs or about three miles out in the middle of the sea, not even halfway across. Jesus walks to them. They recognize Jesus. Jesus comes into their boat. Listen, Jesus comes into their life in a new way. Faith to believe that he is the Messiah, that he is the miracle worker, that he's going to take care of me in the storm. And immediately they're on the side. How could that happen? Supernatural acceleration. Get Jesus in your life in a new way. Shut off HBO. Shut off your... Quit messing around if you need a miracle. And let's believe God that I'm coming into you in a new way. I need you in my life. I need you in my family. And if you're good, if it's all good with you in the hood, how about what's going on with your kids and your grandkids? That you can say, I'm going to get you, Jesus, in my boat in a new way for them. Come on. Come on. Come on, somebody say amen. I'm going to do it. Philip's preaching in Samaria. He's an evangelist. Signs and wonders are going on. People are getting saved like never before. Peter and John come, and they get filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says when Philip was preaching, all of a sudden he was translated into another city. <laughs> we can go from east to west and walking on a horse and by train and by car and by plane. But nobody's mastered translation yet. But God. But God. But God. He's... Come on. We've seen Star Trek. All of a sudden, beam me up, Scotty. His body changed, and he was taken from one place to another and kept preaching the gospel. Elijah's preaching and praying and saying, God, send the rain. And the rain cloud showed up like the size of a man's hand. And he tells Ahab, a wicked king, you better get your act together. You better get back there to the castle. Better get back there because it's getting ready to rain. It's getting ready to rain. And the scripture says that Elijah outran King Ahab's chariots. Listen, he didn't have no beater Volkswagen, nothing against Volkswagen, I had one. He didn't have a beater Volkswagen, Ahab. Come on, the king's chariot, it was cooking. Come on, somebody. He had the best stallions. The Bible says Elijah outran the king's chariots 16 miles. You tell me a man that can outrun a stallion, but God. It was sped up. Listen, let's believe God for miraculous things right now that things are accelerated and other things are decelerated. A day with the Lord is as a thousand years. A thousand years as one day. God, oh, I'm going to forget about what's going on. I'm going to forget about the way it looks. I'm going to rejoice and I'm thanking that you, that you, you gave the rain faithfully, the former rain and the latter rain, and something is happening right now in this month. Come on, let's stand, everybody. Come on, y'all agree with that? Y'all believe God for that? Come on, let's clap and let's thank God for that right now. Come on, everybody. Let's make a joyful noise. He inhabits the praises of his people. Come on, thank you, Lord God. You're working in us. You're moving in us, Lord God, today. So come on, bow your head. Father, I thank you for faith rising in all of our hearts that no matter what the difficulty or challenge we're facing, that things right now are being accelerated that need to be accelerated and things are being decelerated that need to be decelerated. Lord God, you said it won't be long. Things are going to happen so fast. Our head is going to swim. Everything happening at once. Our faith and our trust is in you, Lord God. Father God, do it again and again and again. Show signs and wonders and miracles in us and through us to a lost and dying world so we can preach that Jesus is the same yesterday. Come on, everybody, today and forever. Come on, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. You're faithful to your word.
You're faithful to your covenant. And we honor you, Lord God, today. Whatever you need, come on, just 20 more seconds. Whatever you need, let faith rise in your heart right now. I need a miracle in my body. I need a miracle in, in, in this relationship with my, with my spouse. I need a miracle with, 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 with estrangement with a family member, maybe your children. Come on, right now, I'm trusting you, Lord God. I'm planting a seed of trust and faith in you right now that you're working things out together for good. You're turning things right now. You're changing things. You're altering things, Lord God. You're given a heart of compassion. Eyes are opening. Hearts are opening. Minds are opening. Bodies are being healed, Lord God, right now. We just speak with, Father, we trust you. Come on, you said in Mark chapter 2 that when you were there, when that man got dropped down into the room, the power of the Lord was present to heal them them. Only one man got it, but, they, but it was present. It was present for everybody. So Father, I thank you as the gl glory of God, the goodness of God, the word of God's gone forth this morning. There's power for us in every realm we need it. Every realm we need it. Every realm. We honor you, Father. No one, no one, no one like you. Come on, we could sing of your love forever. <laughs> There's no one like you, Lord God. You've been good. You've been good. Come on, church. He's been good. He's been good. He's been good. Come on, all over the room, just bow your head one more time. If you're here in the room or you're online and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the most important decision that you could make is that. I was talking to my daughter this morning, and she was telling me of uh, hearing from a friend of somebody that she went to high school with, young, young person, 22, 21, 23 years old or so, that just died recently, tragically, in a car accident. He died, and then a, a girl that was with him, tragically. The Bible tells us that it, it, it's appointed for, one, uh, for all of us to, to die, and then the judgment. We don't know when we're going to die. We all think we're going to live forever. We're planned to live for a long time. That's good. I believe that. We believe for health. But, but we, we don't know. And so the, the, the question we must all answer is, are you ready? Are you ready to meet your master? Do you know Jesus? And if you don't know Jesus, it's not a bunch of steps and it's not a bunch of ordinances and things that you could do and penance to show that you're, that you're sorry. It's just simply receiving, repenting of your sins, saying, I, 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 I'm asking you to forgive me. I'm changing my mind. I'm going to change my direction. I'm, I'm, I believe that Jesus Christ is the King, is the Lord, is my Savior, and I acknowledge Him. And when you do that, God Almighty is going to come rushing into your heart like never before. You're going to sense peace like you haven't had before. So if you're in the room and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're with us online. If you're in the room, when I count to three, you want to be included in this prayer, just lift your hand. We'll acknowledge you. We're just going to believe God with you. We're going to shout real big at the end of this prayer for anybody that makes a decision to make Jesus the Lord of their life. So come on, if you want to be included in this prayer, when I count to three, just lift your hand. Come on, one, two, three, all over the room. Include me, include me. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for that hand.